Hey, I'm Jamie Neal, host of 360 Yourself. In 2014, I had a breakdown and was hospitalized. Too much work, too much anxiety, too much coffee, not enough self-care and not enough balance. In the hospital, laying over my thoughts, I had to rethink my entire life. The doctor said I was overworked and my body gave up. Now, I'm not gonna say it wasn't scary, but it was a turning point for me. From there, I started to rebuild myself reading hundreds of self-help books and questioning everything from why do we have triggers? What is ego? What is persistence and motivation? What is manifesting? And what is identity? Many years later, someone recommended that I start a podcast. I was always curious about how others lead their lives. And thus, 360 Yourself was born, interviewing incredible minds on how they understand themselves and how they utilize knowledge and awareness to set out into their space. 360 Yourself is a dedicated podcast meeting brilliant and curious minds and looking at the world around them. I speak to artists, musicians, sports athletes, authors, CEOs, and experts in human behaviors, released every Sunday at 12 o'clock. I ask questions about their mindset, journey, values, ethos, to fully understand how each of their minds work and process information. How can we become more aware of ourselves to grow to the ultimate person we know we can be? How do you 360 yourself to 360 the world around you? If you do enjoy our episodes that you're listening to and certain themes and topics ignite within you, please visit our Instagram page at 360 underscore yourself to tell us how you're growing and learning. Or you can email us jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. That's jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. And I'll read out every episode at the end stories and comments from you, the audience, the 360 years. Thank you, and remember to 360 yourself. Hey, how are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the podcast, 360 yourself. I mean, we met a couple weeks ago, and I uh, we were talking, and I was like, you should be the podcast, and then this is, now you're here. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. I think it's interesting, though, when you meet, I mean, you meet certain type of people, and then you you read their energy and you go, this is the type of person that I want to speak to more. Or I'm like, this is the type of person I think would really benefit from, from everyone else listening, especially our audience at 360. And I, I love those moments because when we were chatting, I was like, she's really cool. She's got really good energy. I think she would be really great and talk about what you do and, and how you're helping people as well. And hopefully, hopefully um, people come away from this podcast and episode and go, Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I've learned something. Let's, let's, let's take this on. Let's apply it to our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I love that there was uh, a good enough connection to where I didn't ask any questions. It's kind of like, yes, I will be on your podcast. And um, yeah, you can you come off as a very deep and introspective person. And as I get to know you and your podcast, that definitely proves true. Yeah, I, uh, I, someone said to me, I'm, I'm very, I don't know why I always I've always been, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I look back at life constant, well, not constantly, but like a lot. I'm very, um, I, I like to think about what time is and how and our connections with people and, and how we can learn from people that come into our lives, but also what we've achieved and where we've gone and stuff. And then it sort of like goes, okay, well, then where am I now? And what have I learned from the experiences that I have had? And I think, those are for me the best moments and talking to people like yourself and and obviously 
all the other guests is their experiences and and drawing that out and then learning from those because obviously I haven't I, I haven't lived in many of these people's spaces forever compared to like best friends and that sort of thing but to pinpoint moments in their life where they have pivots or something happened to their life and they then they learned this new skill or they met this person that changed the way that they thought about things or I don't know I'm fascinated by that and that's why I'm curious about you as well and how your journey has been as well and your experiences and and how you give to your space yeah yeah it's cool um reflecting on all of those things and being observant of what's happening in the present and also when you get to look back in retrospect and see like oh this person this experience this place in my life all happened for this reason and it's it's fun understanding that like everything has its purpose time and place is always in perfection and it's really cool to appreciate that yeah and and so you're based you said in Orange County I am I'm out in Newport Beach in Orange County south of Los Angeles what's what an interesting name though Orange County why is it called Orange and then County um honestly I'm not too sure I'm pretty sure it's because the main city there the city of Orange which is actually where I grew up um had a bunch of orange tree fields and I think I'm pretty sure that's why it's named Orange County um our county logo has an orange as the O and OC oh does it oh wow yeah this is I've because I've heard of I've never been to Orange County but I've heard of the name for a long time and I always go why is it called Orange County but now I know yeah there um there were a lot of reality tv shows here um Selling Sunset is doing an edition in Newport Beach which which is where I am um and then I believe there was a show called the OC and the hills that took place in Laguna Beach but I'm not a big reality tv person so I can't say for sure oh and there's also um the housewives of Orange County that was a really famous one the housewives of Orange County is that a legit thing is that I'm assuming it's on Netflix oh my gosh you have heard of it yes it is they do additions and series um amongst a bunch of different counties oh, that's so... I, I'm not sure if it's a good representation of Orange County um I haven't seen the show but you, you said you say you don't really watch um reality tv shows but you seem to know a lot about them I've heard the names. They're really <laughs> popular amongst my friends, but I'm also just not a big TV person in general. Like my uh, 2021 Netflix review said that I clicked on two shows throughout the entire year. Um, one of them was Squid Game because I had FOMO. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, Squid Game episode. was amazing. I mean, let's take, let's take a moment for Squid Games, right? Squid, Squid Games wasn't even English, right? And it got incredible, credible, like mass adoption and. Uh, like it just everyone watched it and it's so fascinating that it doesn't matter what language as long as the narrative and the story is amazing and the 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 art direction and and what it's presented in front of us the brand ip is what people would call it like it can it can translate so many different countries so many different languages and i love that it's beautiful and the the weird thing is that obviously Squid Games was written like 10 years before that, but wasn't made. And so it was only like time now that actually got made and it was the right time for, for Squid Games. But if it came out 10 years beforehand, would it be as successful as it is now? Who knows? Yeah. And I heard um, from a lot of my friends, I didn't finish just because I'm not a big TV person, but um, a lot of people mentioned that it was a better experience when watched in Korean. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, the acting is a lot better and it matches up with the lines more. My theory with it was also that it forced um, at least people who are reading the captions to be more present and like really pay attention to the story and be immersed into it. Mm. Because today I feel like that's something that's really hard for people to do with 
shorter attention spans and being on a screen all day, um, we lack just living in the present. Yeah, it's, it is true, isn't it? We do lack present moment. And there, what, like, what is, like, say, I mean, my, my, my mum said something quite interesting recently on, on holiday. And she said, when you're in the water, when you jump into the sea, you're, you don't think about anything. Like you think nothing else, but your brain telling you to get out of the water when you've jumped in. And it's and because you're you're so present, right? I don't know how present you can be in other moments like that when you're underneath the water in your brain. Because you don't, you're having anxiety. Well, I mean, you might have a bit of anxiety trying to get <laughs> breath, but you're not thinking forward or back. You're just thinking in the moment, get out of the water. And it's and I and I thought about that as a metaphor, and I was like, it's so fascinating how we don't have moments like that in our lives that really put us in the center of the present moment. We have to use tools, or we have to use other different stimuli and stuff to really put us in there. But it is quite. But I think people do find it quite tricky to be in the present because one moment you're having a fabulous dinner, and the next moment the dinner's over, and then everyone's gone home. You're like, well, where did that time go? Yeah, and then. I think part of it is also just the lifestyle that we live these days with access to so much opportunity and growth. It's hard when life is so fast paced to live in this moment. Um, do you know who Gary Vee is? Do I know who Gary Vee is? Of course. <laughs> just making sure. So yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you ever heard his article with uh, macro patience and micro speed. No. So yeah, he wrote an article about macro patience and micro speed. And the message is really just simple and powerful. It's about being patient and realizing your long-term goals, dreams, and aspirations, and being passionately persistent in executing whatever is needed to realize them. And so it's with whether you're setting out a new path in life or working on your relationship, building a business, um, whatever it is, is to realize that there's a deep investment in it and hard work and passion and to appreciate the journey that comes along with it instead of just the outcome. This is so, this is so apt. I think most people can feel like this or need to feel this at the moment and also bring it into their space. I think because if you believe in horoscopes and the energy, there's like this new shift of the moon or what, what like I think it was Gemini moon and eclipse of the Pisces. And so a lot of people are feeling <laughs> like the, the um, shift of energy at the moment. And so a lot of things, a lot of my friends as well, a lot of things are not going the way they should be going. And I think that deeping, deepening yourself in that sort of notion of like that macro of uh, like doing the work and then seeing the kind of like the end result, but later on, but not focusing on the end result, but actually focusing on the macro at the moment. Yeah. And then back to what you were saying before, um, even when it feels like things aren't working out the way that they're supposed to, it seems like every time we look back in retrospect, we understand, oh, it was supposed to work out that way. And that is what was supposed to happen. And this is what I gained from it. Mm. So, yeah, and I think that's a really good way to um, avoid feeling like you're going through so much failure too. So instead of just focusing on the big wins and things, but when you do go through that adversity, like, okay, but how did it, like, what um, made it advantage, uh, advantageous and what did I learn from it? Mm, dear me, I can, I, I, whatever, whatever you're saying now and what you're saying now is so resonating with me at this moment in time. So I'm enjoying this so much uh, <laughs> on, on, a, on a personal level. Um, so talking about things, failures, and what we perceive that our life should be or looking into the future, 
how did you start what's your background what's your experience where what took you to where you are now what took me to where I am now um probably similar to a lot of other people the pandemic and being at home um yeah so I I grew up as an athlete so my passion for fitness has been present for the majority of my life um with that being said I guess the listeners don't know I'm a personal I'm a certified personal trainer and online coach and I also make exercise and nutrition content and I am working on developing a product to help people create a healthy lifestyle based on health and wellness. Um, so yeah, so I grew up as an athlete and I've, it's, these are things that have always um, been a passion of mine. And I eventually transitioned from being in sports to just working in a corporate business as most people do as they grow up and grow older. And I always loved sports and fitness, but it was more of a side passion for me. I was stuck in the mindset of like, okay, first, like I'm going to work this job. I'm going to gain capital. I'll pursue passion later on. I never thought of pursuing passion to um, grow that wealth. And so I, and I wasn't really someone who hated my job either. I loved working in operations. I loved the company I was working for. Nothing was necessarily wrong. I just wasn't pursuing passion. And I was training people on the side, like friends and family, um, kind of just feel good clients, like helping people um, get through depression because of weight that they gain and how they were feeling about themselves and just not being comfortable in their bodies. Um, friends who were going through immune disorders and trying to regain their health and their lives back. And so I always had those clients on the side, but it was more a side thing because I had a day job and then the pandemic happened. And so for the first time in a long time, I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I figured, okay, well, I'm home. <laughs> there's not much to do. There's nowhere to go. There's no one to see. And so I dipped my toes into the online world and I just figured of all times, now is the most important time to take care of my inner and outer health. And from lacking those things with everything that happened with the pandemic, um, it really brought light to that. And so it shifted my mindset and I grew an even deeper appreciation for those things, for everything fitness and mindset related. And so I wanted to be able to help others feel the way that I was feeling with and if I could expedite the process and that would mean the world to me and whatever little impact I would have before going back to my old job that would be so awesome and so I figured social media would be a great reach um, the online world has infinite reach so I made an Instagram account back in May of 2020 and I decided to post about fitness and my personal experience and intertwined um, just mindset spirituality health fitness, exercise, nutrition, diet, um, and how they all kind of complement each other. Um, and then it ended up working out really well. And I loved it. And I learned how to pursue passion and that it, I didn't have to put it on the back burner and wait for that later on in my life. So I ended up quitting my job and uh, taking on this fitness industry full time. Nice. And so with the, the operational job, so did you, <laughs> was you did you have like um, a moment over COVID that you weren't doing that job and so you had so much time or how did how did that sort of pivot work? Did they offer you the job back? How, how did that sort of happen? Yeah, so I wasn't laid off or anything. It's just that um, I worked with really big contracts and it involved a lot of um, in-person teamwork and meetings and meeting up with clients and stuff. And so during the pandemic, working with thousands of people at a time and in-person meetings weren't a thing anymore. And hands-on work was 
definitely paused. Um, and so that's why I had so much time. And it it wasn't that um, they they didn't like ask me to come back necessarily. It's just that I, I was doing both. And so I was working my day job still while creating content, while talking to people. And then once the clients came in and I went into personal training for more experience um, with more people, uh, that's when I decided to quit. Interesting. So, I, yeah. I, I've, been, I've been reading um, some uh, articles on like, following your passion and mm-hmm. also doing a doing a, the, the job that you've been doing before and I'm, I'm just because I'm curious I'm curious with when people say follow your passion and then people leave their jobs and they go and start the passion but a lot of time people should I think start it off the passion job on the side of doing a normal job test it find out what you actually really like within the passion let it grow for a bit and then take the leap. And I think some people get confused of going, quitting their job, figuring it out and then starting the passion thing rather than actually just having it on the side and let it develop and, and stuff. And, and then it grow and then taking that leap once you've sort of figured out what that passion thing might be and how you, how you can make it grow. Yeah, that's definitely more of how I eased myself into it. And then I guess what made me take the actual leap part, because even with easing in and taking those baby steps, there still had to be quitting and deciding to go full time into this. Um, So with my personality, I'm very all in. And so I realized I couldn't move forward with one foot stuck in the other door. I couldn't be fully present for this passion that I was going after unless I took that leap. And so I jumped in a way, but I took baby steps to the jump. No, but it's important though. I think you didn't you didn't just have like no passion on the side. You actually were like doing it. You were talking to people. You were creating that content. You were going at it. But then there was a certain point where, like anything, like you have like a, a business on the side, and at some point you need to give more time to it. So you have to quit this job and and focus on it. But people, I think some people, what they do is they they quit one job, have a bit of time to figure it out, and then they start another thing rather than having it on the side or ever already letting it bubble. And then at the point where you need to execute more time you then then sit down you go okay how am I going to give more time okay I've got to take a a step back from this job and then pursue this passion thing that's been happening that's been happening on the side but now it's like a natural thing now yeah and I had incredible influence and support around me too so that was definitely helpful um with content I had met with my good friend Ryan Chua he's been in the social media and photography industry for a really long time and so Um, he always reminded me that, you know, produce your most authentic and highest quality self and be consistent with that. And it'll work out, just take the jump. And then I also have my coach and mentor who's incredible, Brett Contreras. He invented the barbell hip thrust. Um, He's a huge uh, researcher in, um, in biomechanics and all things fitness. And so having his guidance helped out a lot too. So I think that being around positive and supportive influence definitely helps because things like this, as passionate as people are, um, I think leaving it all up to yourself is a lot of pressure. Um, so having that support and that village behind you is really important as well. Yeah, it's interesting. The, the um, Mark Cuban always, I think he think he said he doesn't have any mentors. He's like, well, I would have a mentor. But I personally think it's important to have mentors. Mm-hmm. I think they don't have there's that that saying even Gary Vee says that you don't have to have a I don't know it was Stephen Bartlett Bartlett who said it he said you don't have to have a a lot an alive mentor he they they could be passed away 
and you can read about them you can see because obviously everything in life is repeats itself within history and so I truly believe I think it's a lot easier to have those friendship or those mentors or people who have done it or who are in similar situations who can just kind of rally together and and ask when you think why is this piece of content not working or how can I do this more effectively and I think that's really important to be able to have that and have those mentors as well because it makes it a lot easier rather than just trying yeah. to figure out, figure out think by yourself and to have access to so much experience and information to kind of expedite your process is only going to help you and there's just so much to learn I have like this insatiable craving and desire for wisdom and I'm always um so open to growth and learning so it's yeah, I totally agree. Mm. So in, ter- in terms of the the holistic sort of approach with like, because I think probably some PTs are just more like fitness focused, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming you have more of a c- combined, well, combined effect with um, mental health and the way and confidence and that, and that sort of thing. And I think that's more of a holistic sort of way. And, and, and probably PT work and, and fitness wasn't really, maybe back in the day, wasn't really about as much as that as it is about the fitness and actually just going to them and, and bashing it all out how did you co- mm-hmm. combine the two well reflecting back on my personal experience that I saw the people around me experiencing I realized that what I gained beyond the physical successes were what was most important to me and the physical parts just came along with it they're complementary and so I gained not just physical strength but strength and discipline confidence and my overall relationship with life and why I was doing these physical things because I have this one body. I want to take care of it and be able to live my best life for today, for my future, for the people around me. And so it was all those other parts that came with it. And I think intertwining those things um, in a cohesive manner are really important because it provokes a much more constructive and inspiring approach versus just going for the physical parts, the looks, the performance, things like that. Those just come with it as long as you're consistent and disciplined. But those other aspects to it make it a lot more sustainable. And then consistency is going to yield the best results with pretty much anything you do. So going after the less physically tangible things has kind of always been uh, more important to me. Mm. I always, I always wonder. I always wonder the the get up and go attitude where people sometimes can't get themselves to the gym or they can't get themselves to exercise I always wondered what that might might come from where where does it come from and and how you might help someone get to the place where they can they can um, be disciplined enough to go you know what okay I'm gonna go to the gym because this is gonna actually help me yeah yeah so I feel like you do have to be in this more of a can-do attitude like I got this I deserve this I deserve to feel good and I owe it to myself to execute that. And part of that is also learning to prioritize yourself and to focus your attention on the desires of your own goals. And that's very energizing in itself and kind of creates that momentum. Because if we just rely on motivation, that can only last so long. But if we realize that we're a priority and we need to take these steps to achieve the things that we want, then um, over time it creates a healthy habit and the discipline is established and I feel like that's when you become most effective Mm, so true so true I mean I I always believe as well I think it does it also helps if you're in the right environment or the right space I mean you live in 
Orange County right by the beach and the sun. I think it's a lot like living in Los Angeles and stuff as well. It makes you want to go out. And but I think when you're in a place like, I don't know, some place in North England where it's raining all the time, you're in Scotland and th- it sometimes can be quite difficult to get yourself up and, and go. You have to be even more disciplined. But I think when you're in a in a um a better environment, it's so much easier to get out and, and go, especially if it were like Bondi Beach, for instance, or like Sydney where like everyone mm. is very healthy and everyone wants to have a look great and feel great because the environment's that. Yeah, I mean, environment definitely has a heavy influence on that, but I think that's when goal setting comes into play. And even in this setting where it's really easy, I want to be out, I want to be active. Um, I have that influence in my life. I still think goal setting is really important because it's crucial to your self-growth in which it helps you become more connected to those desires and dreams that you have. And then when you're able to identify them and um, accept the steps that it takes to get to them, that kind of helps you move forward and becomes necessary in achieving your goals. Mm. Do you, how, when, when, because obviously everyone goes up and down mentally and stuff, what do you sort of, what's your sort of regime when your mind might be slightly weaker than it is on other days? What, what do you personally do? Um, well, that's a good question. I mean, I believe in focusing on what you can and can't control. So a lot of things can be causing that. There are so many factors that can make someone feel down with so many things happening in life. And so I'm also very accepting of myself too and understanding that I can't be perfect. And if I'm feeling a certain way to sit deep in those feelings, because that's what I can't control. I can't control whatever happened. Um, And then to move forward, if it's not something that I need to dwell in, I just remember that like, I am a priority my goals matter and whatever, like I, I just deserve to not have those things bring me down. Um, and so when I have these negative feelings, uh, I try to understand why I'm having them and find a solution to it instead of living in that limiting narrative that makes me stuck and then pushing through and moving forward. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm always fascinated. I, I love talking to people about sort of the good bits, but also the bad bits and, and what people do when they're having bad bits and how they cope mm-hmm. and how they manage them. That's what I'm always fascinated about. What do you do when you're feeling stuck and want to move forward? What do I do? What do I do? Well, I either go for a run or the gym. I think mm-hmm. fit, fit, I mean, I, I mean, anyone everyone will always say fitness will always help you mentally as well because you feel like you're becoming stronger etc but to move forward what do I do I think I I manifest a lot so I manifest I meditate a bit and then I'm a bit of an action person I'm I I've over the years I've got better at strategizing but I'm more like got an idea let's implement and so I've had to learn over the years to take a step back think about where I want to go, how I want to go about it, and then go and do it rather than I've got an idea, how do I make it happen? And so for me, I do, I have to do that because if not, I will run off and then I'll go into a totally different direction. And I'm like, okay, well, it could be simplest steps. And then I work too extra hard when I should, I couldn't don't need to work as hard as I, I do. And then I put in, it's always that, that, that thing, isn't it? Work smart, not hard, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like taking those actions and being proactive about it, I think is what establishes that inner confidence and makes us live in that more positive self-talk because those actions that you're taking become physical proof 
of your capabilities and that confidence helps you maintain positivity and momentum in your productivity. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all built differently. And some people find it difficult just to start. And some people find it difficult to get the momentum. And some people find it difficult to strategize and see the long term and stuff. And so we all have to have our own toolkit and we can help each other. I think that's really important is that you say that what you you think will does well for you. And then I go, actually, it's really interesting. And and what I, when I, what I learned when I was at university, I, I tried to take in everything. And so I tried mm-hmm. to get taken every advice from all my teachers. And then what happened is, is that my basket of stuff started contradicting each other because I take everything from everyone. And someone would say, this is amazing. And someone said, this is really good for you. And then I'd be like, okay, well, but then these two don't match because they're, con- they're, they're conflicting to each other. And then what I learned in my second and third year is that I should only take things that actually really benefit my basket. And that will help me. So, but listen to the advice over there. And that might be amazing for that person, but I can't take that on because it will conflict with that. And not what I need to do what works for me. And I think that's what I've learned over the, and that was like when I was 18, 19. And that always sat, sat with me quite well that it might work for one person, but it might not work for everyone. And I tried to try to listen to everyone and take everything on. You can't do that. Yeah. Have you always been open to that much speculation with information you receive from others and then how it kind of resonates with you? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's, what made you so, um, I guess, curious enough? What made you curious enough to seek all that information and to take in everything everyone was saying? Because I do it every single day. I'm born like it. I'm a curious soul. I love to learn every day. I have, I have sometimes po- pro- um, toxic productivity because I want to learn and I want to be productive every single day by learning and doing stuff. It sometimes is detriment, but I love to learn something new. And I love to come into conversations with a piece of it. Like someone told me the other day that sharks are have lived longer than trees, right? <laughs> Did not know this. And so I like pieces of information like that or things that stimulate my mind or my body or someone else's body and their body. Um, and so I've always been like that. Um, but as we sort of like come to sort of the end of the podcast, my one thing that I love to ask my guests is a gift mm-hmm. back. What would you give back to your younger self or our audience that would maybe inspire them? What I would give back to the audience, I think it's really important to believe in ourselves and understand the capabilities of our bodies to develop healthy habits that connect us to our mind. Because when you have that mind-body connection, it sets you up for growth and empowerment and innovation and just believing in your abilities. And so by believing in your talents established by those physical things like hard work and good strategies and positive influence I think that's where you can find the most success in yourself boom you you have you you've done a lot of work on this oh mind body is it's I seriously I feel like I'm living a fairy tale being able to pursue passion and every day feels like a dream come true and being able to positively impact people through health and wellness is the most fulfilling purpose I could ever have for myself there you go. There you go. I mean, it's good. a lot of people don't find their, their, their purpose or their passion. So like even just doing it for you is just like you've, you've done it because some people are do it, just doing things they don't even want to do. Yeah, I'm grateful. It's definitely a massive blessing in my life. And not a day goes by where I'm not appreciative of it. So I know I'm in an awesome place that not a lot of people get to be in, but I hope that through my work, I can inspire them to reach that for themselves. Well, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on 360 Yourself. You have been 360 Thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our awesome guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our amazing episodes. We are released every Sunday at 12 o'clock. We are available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram for more discussions, education, and inspiration at 360 underscore yourself. The host, that's me, Jamie Neal, on Instagram at Jamie Neal JM. If you do enjoy our episodes that you're listening to and certain themes and topics ignite within you, please email jamie at 360.co.uk and I'll read out at the end of each episode stories and comments from you, the audience, the 360ers. And remember to 360 yourself.